What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 56, and this is my weekly recap show where I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows, give you the recap, let you know what's going on in both of those companies, let you know if there's any really good matches that you should go out of your way to check out, and if there's any major pay-per-views, I will also be reviewing those on another episode. So, as always, we're going to kick it off right away with Monday Night Raw. They are continuing onward with night two of the draft. Kind of, um, they kicked off the draft on SmackDown last Friday. Some really, really weird picks. We're going to see if they continue onward with these really weird picks. And spoiler alert, oh fuck yeah, it gets weird. Triple H, he comes out, he announces some ground rules. Brock Lesnar isn't going to be eligible to be drafted. He will just show up whenever and wherever he wants. Uh, Okay then, so we go into the first pick of night number two. Raw gets the first selection and they are taking the SmackDown Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. So that makes a whole lot of sense. We have the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown, the SmackDown Women's Champion on Raw. What the... Who is smoking crack back there? Like, why are you guys doing this? I feel like it is just a big old ploy to rebrand all of the championships so they can make a whole bunch of new money from all the sales of the new championships. I'm not into it. I think it's incredibly stupid that they're doing this. I feel like they do this almost every single time they have a draft. They're like, oh, let's just put a blue belt on the red, on the red brand. I mean, yeah, brilliant job right there. So we move on to the second pick, SmackDown Selects, Austin theory the united states champion so the united states championship returning to smackdown i believe that's that's always been its proper home intercontinental championship should be on raw united states championship should be on smackdown i'm down with that third pick raw selects seth freaking rollins so you're telling me that smackdown you're picking austin theory over seth rollins again i will ask who is smoking crack back there i know it's fake it's a tv show but still there's no chance in hell seth rollins is getting that should be the first overall pick right there anyway but i also feel that uh seth rollins i don't think he's ever worked on smackdown i don't think he wants to go to smackdown he is a raw guy i i always kind of picture seth rollins as a guy on raw it's a good fit for him We got the fourth overall pick going to SmackDown, Charlotte Flair. Boo. I mean, I don't like Charlotte Flair. She's going to SmackDown, so be it. The first overall pick, Paul Heyman, makes his way to the ring to cut a promo. Paul hypes up Roman Reigns, then starts calling no one in particular a freaking clown. Out comes Seth freaking Rollins to troll Paul Heyman. Solo Sokoa comes out to make Seth Rollins feel a little bit uncomfortable, and they're going to have a match another time. I don't think it's going to happen tonight. Uh, a pretty decent opening. I mean, picking Austin Theory over Seth Rollins is just, it bothers me. It's batshit crazy. Uh, but overall, it was a fun interaction between Seth Rollins and Paul Heyman right here. We move on. It is Bailey and Dakota Kai versus Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan, the Smack or the Women's Tag Team Champions, not for the titles right here. So we got Liv Morgan trying to do a Huracarana to her own partner to launch her into Bailey. It's a really creative idea. I appreciate it, but it looked like trash. Liv hits Oblivion, Bailey swoops in, rolls up Liv for the W, and that's it. Uh, not the best performance right here from the champions, pretty sloppy, but they were trying to be creative, so I, I can kind of give them some props right there, but they gotta tighten it up. Really sloppy performance right there. 
We got Brock Lesnar shown arriving at the arena, still cosplaying as The Undertaker. He's got the big black duster on. He's got the hat. Like, okie dokie then. Adam Pierce asked Brock nicely to be a good boy tonight. Brock says, good luck with that. Oh, he's so badass. He's so badass. Speaking of badass, it's Booker T and Charmel. They are here to announce the next round of picks. Raw, with their fifth overall pick, are taking Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the undisputed tag team champions. Sixth overall SmackDown takes the Usos. So the Bloodline are going to be remaining all together. Heyman, Solo, Roman, they're on SmackDown as well. So that whole thing is staying together. They teased maybe they were going to split them up, but nope, they're not going to do it. So no point in that. Seventh overall, Raw selects the Judgment Day. So that is including Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dom Mysterio. Rhea Ripley apparently is not in that, but she's on Raw as well. So they're all staying together, which is fine. Eighth overall, SmackDown is taking the LWO, which is a pretty big pick. I mean, that's Rey Mysterio, Selena, uh, Wilder, and a, fuck, a whole bunch. It's five people, man. It's a five-in-one pick. Good pick for SmackDown. We got Braun and Ricochet versus Alpha Academy in a tag team match. Alpha Academy out there with Maxine Dupree. Braun slams Otis with ease, which was quite impressive. Ricochet hits the Swanton off of Braun for the quick W. Uh, definitely not as good as the match that they had on SmackDown. That crazy triple threat tag team match. A lot of fun. But it still has that element of that fun chemistry that they have between the teams. So it was pretty decent, just way too short. Now we have HBK and Adam Pierce with the next round of picks. Brock Lesnar makes an appearance. Here come 6,000 security guards. They arrive to be useless. Cody Rhodes runs through all of them, gets right to Brock, no problem. Well done, security. They all get separated. Brock with a teeny tiny little bit of blood on his face. Uh, I mean, how many times have we done this already? Cody Rhodes, Brock Lesnar getting separated by the security guards. What is this, three times now? Three weeks in a row? Okay, you're you're overdoing it. You got to try and do something else here. There, you can only do this so many times, and it's it's not really doing a lot for me. But yeah, it just it's already overdone with the security guard stuff. So I don't know. Try something else. Maybe a table spot. I don't know. We got okay. So back to the picks. H- HBK back to draft business. Ninth overall, he is taking Liv Morgan and Raquel, the women's tag team champions. Tenth overall, SmackDown is taking Oscar. It's a pretty good pick. 11th, Raw is taking the New Day. Still no Big E, though. We st- I still have not heard from Big E in a long time. So just uh, in case people don't know, Big E broke his neck uh, quite a while ago. It was, an ac- it was a terrible, awful accident, but he is still uh, recovering from that. I hope he's doing okay. I haven't heard from him in a long, long time. 12th overall, you got SmackDown selecting the Brawling Brutes. Now, this is without Drew McIntyre anymore. I guess that's split up, but that's Sheamus... Butch and uh, Ridge Holland. So pretty good. We got Matt Riddle with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Jimmy Uso with the Bloodline. Kevin and Sami pull off the Eddie Guerrero. They tattle on Jay Uso and he gets kicked out of the match. I fucking love that. I'm always going to give a well done Eddie Guerrero spot a thumbs up. So thumbs up. And without the outside shenanigans, Matt Riddle picks up a relatively easy W over Jimmy Uso with the floating bro. Match was okay, not, not nothing too special. Jay is pissed off at Solo Sokoa backstage for not coming out to help. Heyman backs up Solo and they ditch Jay. And man, just starting the cracks are just getting bigger and bigger. I'm I was talking to my wife and I was saying like 
I think that they're really starting to prime up Solo Sokoa for something really, really big here. Now, I'm just speculating. Uh, some rumors floating around that maybe they're trying to uh, build up so- uh, Solo Sokoa, possibly to take out Roman Reigns at some point. Now, we're talking long-term storyline right here, but... Uh, the way that they have brought up Solo Sokoa from NXT, one of the rare cases where someone has come up from NXT and has actually done quite well for themselves. They Now, that's generally has nothing to do with the talent, and it's generally always to do with storyline, booking, all of that noise. But Solo has done a fantastic job coming up. Obviously, he, he is in a very uh, well-off family in the wrestling business, so he has uh, some of those doors already open for him. But I think he's a very talented guy. The way that they have, um, like, Paul Heyman just latched to him, how uh, Roman has been uh, kind of putting Solo higher on the pedestal than the Usos. I can see something really big coming for Solo Sokoa. I really like this guy. I, I want him to just be the... He's basically already the New Age Umaga, but... I'm liking what they're doing with Solo Sokoa here. So, very interesting. I'm wondering what you guys think of Solo Sokoa. Do you think this guy's going to be, like, main event player? Like, are they fluffing this guy up to maybe take over for Roman Reigns at some point? Like, I don't know what's going on there. But, interesting. Very interesting. We have Eric Bischoff and RVD is back, baby. He's coming back. He ain't done yet. They're out here to announce the picks. 13th overall, Raw takes Trish Stratus. 14th, SmackDown takes Karrion Cross and Scarlet. 15th, Raw takes Ronda, Rousey, and Shayna Baszler. SmackDown takes LA Knight. Yeah. 16th overall fucking pick of the entire draft right there. And I just have to point out, I love how Eric Bischoff comes out. He claims how excited he is. He's like, oh, I can't wait. And he proceeds to mess up every single line that he had written for him. He fucked everything up. Eric, what the fuck, dude? Like, you have a podcast. How are you not good at speaking yet? Get it together. Okay, moving on. We got, we got what? Ms. TV with Shinsuke Nakamura. We have a, it was a pretty, uh, I'm not gonna lie, very cute and very funny, uh, kind of a lost in translation segment right here. Shinsuke teaching, uh, the Miz a, a, phrase in Japanese, which happens to mean tiny balls. So yeah, pretty funny. I, I thought it was decent. I'll give it a thumbs up. We got, oh no, not again. It's almost with MVP versus another nobody. Absolutely pointless waste of time. Squash match, trash, double thumbs down. Please, please, for the love of God, can we stop trying to make almost happen? Please? Almost has had at least, what, 1,100 squash matches now? The crowd has not given a sh- just a single shred of a shit about this guy. No responses, dead silent crowd. Every single time this guy comes out, terrible. Please, please stop this, please. We got Road Dog, Jesse James, is that his name? Road Dog. I mean, it, it sounds right. Anyway, uh, Molly Holly is also here, and uh, kind of nice to see her. I love the fact that ever since she got her hair shaved at WrestleMania 20, I think it was, she's just been rocking the short hair ever since. Good for you. With the 17th overall pick, Raw is selecting Braun Strowman and Ricochet. Pretty good pick right there. 18th, you got SmackDown taking Shotzi. Okay. 19th, Raw takes Bronson Reed. And 20th, SmackDown selects 
pretty deadly. So that is an NXT men's tag team right there, and I actually kind of like this fit. I think pretty deadly is going to be one of the rare ones that could actually work out up here on SmackDown. They're a goofy tag team. They like to have a little bit of fun. I feel like that can fit pretty well with SmackDown. We'll see how it goes for them. I'm rooting for them. I'm a, I'm a fan of pretty deadly. I think they're funny. Judgment Day cut a promo in the ring. Damien messes up his lines yet again. You don goofed up, Priest. Give the mic to Rhea Ripley. God, man. Dom grabs the microphone and Texas, dude. Oh, my God. They boo the bejesus out of him. I'm talking, this is nuclear heat, man. I have not heard a boo fest like this in a while, man. I mean, this is impressive how much heat Dom Mysterio has generated. It is really, really impressive. And... The heat won't stop. Like, Dom literally has to scream over the booze of the crowd. It's it's incredible. And here comes Rey Mysterio and the LWO. And wherever there is massive heat like that, there is going to be an equally massive pop. And the LWO, Rey Mysterio, they get that big pop, man. This might be the most over thing in the business right now. And it's kind of a sideshow. But, man, do they ever get a massive response from the crowd right here. Really good stuff. And now we have the mixed tag team match. It is the LWO versus the Judgment Day. Things get out of control. Bodies flying all over the freaking place. Rey Mysterio goes for a 619. Finn Balor takes the hit for Damien, allowing Damien to hit the choke slam on Rey for the W. Really fun, solid match. I mean, crowd absolutely loving everything the LWO is doing. And like I said, man, they might be the hottest thing in the business right now, which is freaking hilarious. I love that. And, and Dom Mysterio being the most hated guy in quite possibly all of wrestling right now. And I think it's just because he's so good at it. I'm, I love this. This is great. Good job. Bianca is getting interviewed backstage. She gets interrupted by Damage Control. Bianca says Damage Control has been holding back EO Sky the whole time. And maybe that EO will finally shed the, the dead weight and move on from the, du- the judgment. Oh my fucking goodness. <laughs> Okay, okay, no word of a lie right now, y'all. I'm struggling hard right now recording this. I'm still recovering from my knee surgery. I am in a lot of pain, and I am struggling to get through this, so please bear with me, okay? All right, let's continue onward. Um, We got JBL and Teddy Long, player, player, coming down to announce the next round of picks. 21st overall, Raw selects Alpha Academy. 22nd, SmackDown takes the Meat Mountain, Rick Boogs. 23rd overall, Raw takes Chance and Carter. So, what the fuck? This this one had me, like, my arms up in the air. So, last week, they selected the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Cool. So, you have the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions coming up. So, to fix that, they decided they're going to have Chance and Carter challenge them. They were still on NXT. Now, they just got drafted to fucking goddamn raw so they're gonna have the nxt women's champions if it doesn't even matter so you're gonna have the nxt tag team champions on raw and or smackdown brain dead i don't know what the hell they're doing right now like could you not have picked any other tag team i don't know what the hell they're doing and then this one had me uh, a little bit by surprise 24th overall smackdown selects cameron grimes i completely forgot my dude i am so sorry cameron grimes i completely forgot that you existed i was a big old fan of you and that's just booking for you man like they booked cameron grimes into forgetfulness he completely was deleted from my mind and that was too bad because when cameron first showed up 
and NXT that was just around the time they rebranded to 2.0 Cameron Grimes I had a guy pegged to be like one of the next ones one of the main guys to make it out of that group and it looked like he was going to be there and then he just fell off of a fucking cliff so another guy that has a a funny kind of gimmick going on he's always kind of been of a goofball they tried the serious thing for a little bit I don't know so we'll see how it goes for him on Smackdown again I am rooting for you Cameron Grimes I'm a big old fan of you We'll see what what happens. We got the main event. Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman versus Seth freaking Rollins. Good match going on. Gets spoiled by the inevitable interference from the Usos, who did not see that one coming. KO, Sammy, and Riddle run down. Uh, Brawl breaks out, and the show ends. Not gonna lie, man. This was a pretty fucking rough go-home Raw this week. Lots of copy and pasting going on from previous weeks. Like, it's... Just really weak writing right now. The draft was fun, but like so, so many confusing picks. Why did you put the women's champions on the wrong show? You got the Raw champion on SmackDown, the SmackDown champion on Raw. You got the NXT women's tag team champions defending their titles on Raw. And you you basically left NXT almost a barren wasteland. You took damn near everything from them. I'm surprised you didn't take the NXT champion away from them. I'm surprised you didn't take the North American champion from them, Wesley. Like, why not just take everybody? Like, what, what the hell are you doing, man? I really can't get over the fact that they selected Austin Theory over Seth Rollins. That's insane to me. Uh, lots of the... I mean, they're still trying to do this almost thing. Like, how how long is this shit going to go on? Is some is, This has to be... A prank or something like there's no way that anybody back there believes that this guy has any talent between those ropes all he can do is stand there and yell he is the most boring big man i have ever seen and i'm going to use the phrase he is big for nothing matches this week were pretty weak i mean it's really hard to get into any of the matches when you know that there's going to be interference coming a hundred percent of the time Really getting exhausting. Same problem over there in AEW over the last couple weeks. Just so much interference. You know what's coming. What's the point of watching the match if you know it's not going to have a proper finish? I really enjoyed the cameos this week. Uh, Even though, again, they were rehashing a lot of them. Not a lot of new faces. But I'm always going to be happy to see RVD, Teddy Long. I mean, fuck yeah, that's awesome. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know how LWO and Dom Mysterio are the biggest thing. The most... The the thing that's getting the biggest reaction out of crowds on a week-to-week basis is the LWO and Dom Mysterio. Biggest heel and the biggest baby faces in the company right now. So, don't know what you're doing with Roman. Not sure what you're doing with anybody else right now. But, whatever you're doing with the LWO and Dom Mysterio, it's working brilliantly. So, continue onwards with that. Overall, the show was pretty damn mediocre. Five out of ten. I would just suggest skip this show, check out the picks, and move on. Just like we are moving on to NXT 2.0, we got Wes Lee with Tyler Bate versus Drew Gulak with Dempsey for the North American Championship. Dempsey interferes with Wes Lee. Tyler Bate flies in to take out Dempsey. Wes hits the kick, pins, and defends his North American title. Really solid opening match right here. I wish it got some more time. I really like the kind of the clash of styles here. You got Wesley, the really crazy, over-the-top, high-flying guy. And then you got Drew Gulak, very technical wrestler. I thought they were doing a really good job. I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. 
We got Trick Williams. He's cutting a promo all by himself. We got no Carmelo right here. Trick is pissed off at Braun Breaker for putting Carmelo in the hospital. Last week, he blasted Carmelo through a real fake wall. That shit was crazy. Braun Breaker comes out, talks some trash. Trick challenges him to a match next week. And all right, is it time to make Trick Williams a legit in-ring guy? I mean, he's bigger than Carmelo. He's got kind of a better athletic body, I guess. I don't really know where I'm going with that. But Trick looks like a wrestler. He's just been a hype man virtually for, what, a year, year and a half now. And uh, it looks like maybe they're going to let him go off and do his own thing maybe here. So that could be interesting. I'm interested to see what Trick Williams has got. He's got the the gift of gab. We know that. He can talk. But can he wrestle? We got JD McDonough with some horrific news. This makes me... This is probably some of the worst news that I've heard in a long time. J.D. McDonough has been drafted to Raw. Oh, no. Oh, boy. So, there is so much wrong with this picture right here. A, J.D. McDonough never got to be a champion in NXT. That is wrong. That is so wrong. I didn't get my match between him and Ilya Druganoff. I we There's so much left undone for JD McDonough and NXT. You're going to bring him up to Raw. I have a very strong suspicion you guys have zero idea what you're going to do with him. He's going to go up there. He's going to probably fl- just flounder with no direction, nothing to do. Kind of I feel like I'm going to see something very similar to Karrion Cross up there. JD McDonough is immensely more talented than Karrion Cross, but I do not like the idea of JD McDonough going up there. Nothing against JD McDonough. This is strictly Storyline purposes, I don't think they're going to be able to book this guy properly and give him the shine that he deserves. I mean, if you can get maybe if like he can join the Brawling Brutes or something, that could be really good. I want JD McDonough to fight Butch so bad, so freaking bad, man. I mean, fucking get rid of the name of Butch, bring back Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn versus JD McDonough. That is match of the year caliber written all over it. I'm praying for you, JD. I am praying for you, dude. You are one of my favorite guys in the WWE, and they better not do you wrong. I hope you get to be a champion up there on the main roster because you deserve it, man. JC Jane versus Gigi Dolan. Gigi's brother is in the crowd watching. JC bonks her head on the exposed turnbuckle and actually busts herself open. We got some blood. JC ends up picking up the win right here. And man, just another kind of a letdown of a match. I mean, it was nice to see some blood. It was an accident. It happened. But um, yeah, I'm not seeing it between these two. I, I was expecting a lot more. Um, because they're they were former friends, I was I was expecting some really really good strong chemistry in the ring, but I don't know. It's not quite what I was expecting. The emotion isn't quite there. I don't know, man. I'm I'm still I'm not done with these two yet. I still think there's they got to get it going though. It's just been not consistent enough. It's been too much on the back burner. This seems like a story that should be brought more into the forefront. It's a pretty a big, easy story that I think they can pull off with relative ease, but um, so far I think it's floundering. Not so good. And then we got Axiom versus Scripps or Reggie. So Reggie with a cool parkour flip off the announce table. That was pretty dope. Going to give you a thumbs up. Scripps does a front flip right into a super kick from Axiom. Then he eats another one for good measure. Axiom with the W. Very impressive high flying from both men. This was actually, dare I say, a good match from Scripps, Reggie. 
Yes, it's a seven out of ten. I can't believe this. And then after the match, Axiom removes the mask of scripts, revealing it's been Reggie the whole entire time. I mean, not really a secret. They did a horrible job covering up uh, <laughs> Reggie with a terrible outfit, a shitty mask. Let's let's move on from that. We'll pretend that scripts never happened, okay? He's Reggie. He's always been Reggie. And then Briggs, Jensen, and Fallon, they're hanging out at the bar. It looks like they're all friends again. So that whole entire Kiana thing was absolutely pointless. So right on. Oh, baby, here we go. It is JD McDonough's final match in NXT. He is going up against Dragon Lee. Noam Dar comes out to watch with his fucking... I don't know, his tournament trophy thing, whatever the fuck it is. JD tries to unmask Dragon Lee, but he fights out of that. We get the thunderous chops from JD, followed by a Death Valley driver on the apron. Oh my god, I'm gonna miss you so much, JD. Thumbs up. Straight up bitch slap from JD. Dragon responds with a big ol' powerbomb. We got an avalanche Spanish fly and a brain buster on Dragon Lee, but he kicks out of that. Are you kidding me right now? Lee loses focus for just a second, allowing JD to hit the devil inside for a huge W and a spectacular final match for my boy JD McDonough. Outstanding performance from both guys. The near falls were incredible. Awesome pace to this match. It was just, I would say, almost the perfect length. It didn't go too long, definitely not too short. 9 out of 10. This is my first match that is in contention for match of the year. This was spectacular. I mean, if that's the last good match I get to see at a JD McDonough before Raw, SmackDown ruins this guy. I mean, it's nice knowing you, JD. I hope you get to make it back to NXT after they ruin you and fail with you on Raw, but we'll see how it goes, buddy. Nine out of 10, great job. We got Joe Gacy with the schism versus Joe Coffey with Gallus. If Gacy wins this match, Dyad will get a tag team title shot. Dyad save Gacy, putting his foot on the ropes. Ava acts like coffee hitter in the face, giving Gacy the opportunity to hit the lariat for the W. A uh, very fast-paced match. It was short but sweet. I would, I would, if it was a longer match, I think this would have been good. I actually, um, Joe Gacy was a little fucking ball of fire out there. He's moving really fast, and yeah, it was actually a good performance from both guys. Just a little bit too short. Ava looks extremely weird in her outfit. I didn't like it. I don't like seeing The Rock's daughter's cleavage. I don't know. There's something uncomfortable about that. I don't know what it is, but yeah, we'll move on. And making her NXT debut, we got Danny Palmer. She will be going up against Tatum Paxley. So with the draft, I mean, they took a lot of NXT stars, which I feel like they're pulling a lot of these people out way too early. Like they still haven't had a nice full run in NXT, but... They appear to be having a big old crop of new NXT people coming in and Danny Palmer being one of them. So Danny shows off her great athleticism, flipping and cartwheeling all over the freaking place. Really impressive. And then she hits a big old frog splash off of the top rope for the W. A pretty good debut here for Danny. I mean, again, they're putting her up against someone that is a legitimate wrestler. Just it wasn't a squash match. We saw a little bit of selling there from Danny, and of course her flipping and all that stuff. Very athletic. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'll give it a thumbs up. We got Duke Hudson, the substitute teacher this week for Mr. Chase. And we got a hell nah to the pop quizzes, says Duke. He tears up the pop quizzes, and it was a very quick segment, but it was fun. Pretty decent. We got Mr. Stone finds a picture of Von Wagner as a baby with a huge, like, surgery scar on his head. What the fuck are we doing with this? I'm telling you, Von Wagner is a legitimate 
caveman that has been unfrozen. He's a caveman walking among us. So I think that's where they're going with this. We'll just have to wait and see. We got the main event. It is Chance and Carter versus Dawn and Fire for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Both of these teams have been drafted uh, to Raw, I believe. So, what the fuck? <laughs> we got Chance and Carter with a awesome 450 splash neckbreaker combo, but the pin is broken up. Chance and Carter hit a double Spanish fly on Alba. That was fucking awesome. Thumbs up for that. No idea what Dawn and Fire just did as their finisher right there. I can't even explain to you what the fuck they just did, but it was awesome. Thumbs up for that finisher. And they retained their NXT titles, which they are now, now taking to SmackDown. It's SmackDown. Okay, so because that makes a lot of sense, right? So you're going to have the NXT championships. I think they're saying that they're going to be pulling double duty. So you're going to be seeing Alba and um, Dawn on NXT and SmackDown. But again, what is the fucking point of this? I mean, I realize that they're extremely desperate for women's tag teams right now, but there were other women's tag teams down there that you could have taken up. You didn't have to take the two biggest tag teams in the N- in the women's NXT division right now, the champs and the challengers. Like, what the fuck? It was a good match, though. I thought it was a pretty decent final match for both of these teams in NXT. Seven at that. We got Apollo Crews giving Trick Williams a really nice pep talk, telling him that his time is now. And Apollo Crews also on his way back to Raw again. Like, oh my god. This dude has been fucking just tragic a little bit. So he had a great run the first time in NXT. One of the most popular guys in NXT. He gets called up too early. Does not work out. He gets sent back down, but the damage has already been done. He has a fucking wet fart of a second run in NXT and now he's getting called back up again fuck man I feel really bad for Apollo Crews incredibly talented in-ring performer it just just can't get any momentum we got Indy Hartwell has her final farewell in NXT because they're like I said they're taking all the champions she announces she will be relinquishing the NXT women's title and a tournament is going to be held to crown a new women's champion Indy places the title in the ring, and Dexter takes her away. This was a very nice moment here for Indy Hartwell. I'm very sad that it's ending already. I mean, fucking... I mean, at least she got a title. I mean, that's nice. I'm going to give her a double thumbs up for this moment. Very, very nice. And I am really sad her big moment in NXT is already over, man. Over before it started... The women have a big brawl in the ring, like all the remaining women on the NXT roster, your Cora Jades, your Tiffany Stratton, looks like those are going to be the two big ones they're going with. They start having a big old brawl over the vacant title, and the show ends. Not going to lie, this was a really good farewell NXT for a big chunk of the roster right here, especially the women's side. I am very nervous. I'm very, very nervous for a lot of the talent that are moving up to Raw and SmackDown. They've just had such a terrible track record of when they call people up, it just rarely works. There's a few rare cases, like I talked about Solo. He's one of the rare ones that made it up there and is doing really well. But that's because he's latched on to Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, and all them. So we'll see how it goes for them. I wish them all the best and the best of luck, man. JD versus... Um, Dragon Lee was a awesome first first match of the year contender for me. That's the first one on the list. JD was absolutely fucking robbed in NXT, in my opinion. Never got an NXT championship. I think he would have been one of the best. He should have had. He should have had. He should have been a triple crown champion in NXT. He should have been a multiple time NXT champion. He should have had 
another year or two of incredible matches with all these amazing talent down there. I mean, oh, I could just just imagine how many stars JD McDonough could have made with his wrestling in NXT. Like, but uh, we'll just have to see how it goes, man. I think it's a real wasted opportunity with some of these people that they're bringing up. I think it's just way too early for a lot of them, but we'll just have to wait and see. I'm going to give NXT this week a 7.5 out of 10. I thought it was a really, really good show, especially go out of your way to check out that JD McDonough versus Dragon Lee match. Very good stuff. Now we will move over to the land of AEW. We got Dynamite in Baltimore this week, kicking it off with an eight-man tag team match. We got Bandito, Orange Cassidy, Roderick Strong, and Adam Cole versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. Bandito with a one-arm delayed suplex. I mean, I've seen this before, but every time I see it, it still blows me away. Thumbs up. Garcia applies a sharpshooter. Cole kicks him right in the face to break that up. That made me giggle. Cole hits the knee to the back of Parker's head for the W. Uh, Pretty solid, out-of-control tag team match. People were all over the place. Uh, Very hard for the referee to keep it under control. And like I said, man, Bandito, just every week, man, that guy, he doesn't look like the strongest dude, but wow, does he ever have a ridiculous amount of strength. It's, It's fucking amazing. After the match, Adam Cole just bolts up the stage to go after Chris Jericho and whoop that ass just a little bit. Jericho is backstage flipping out, having security remove Adam Cole from the building. Britt Baker shows up and rips Chris's shirt off of his body. Oh my god. Blackpool Combat Club are backstage. They call out the Elite for a fight. Specifically, John Moxley wants Kenny Omega in a steel cage match. Oh buddy, yeah, that is going to be fantastic. I cannot wait for that one. We got Soraya with the Outcast versus Willow Nightingale up next. Willow hits a Death Valley driver with, like, she kind of, like, runs around the ring, and I really like the way that she does that that Death Valley driver. In comes Ruby Soho for the distraction. Soraya hits the nightcap for the W, and just another match that we all knew was going to be determined by interference. Uh, I'm just, I'm very worn out with that kind of stuff. The beatdown on Willow continues. Out comes Hikaru Shida for the save, but hold up. Wait a minute, she's working with the outcast right now? She starts beating down Willow, but nope, it's a double swerve. Out pops Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. They all work together with Sheeta to beat up the outcast. So, alright, they also give them a little bit of a spray paint, so very nice. We got a trios battle royale right up in here. Uh, it, it's a lot of teams in the. I, I mean, it's kind of amazing how much depth they have in terms of just the trios tag teams. They're able to have their own battle royale. Um, it does. I, I, I tried my best to keep up with it, but it ends up coming down to the acclaimed Butcher Blade Kip Sabian, and then just randomly Johnny Hungy. Just, just him of the Dark Order. Very good. Uh, but sadly, poor Johnny Hungy, he gets teamed up pretty much immediately and he's eliminated. We get stereo famousers from Daddy and Bowens. They eliminate Butcher and Blade for the W. And, I mean, it was a pretty quick, like, the, the herd really got thinned out in this match quite quickly. We got down to those final two, three teams in pretty short order. I think it was, like, maybe a 10-minute battle royale. It was quick, but it was fun. We got Sammy Guevara confronting MJF about not letting him in the car last week. MJF getting a little bit of a, a little emotional right here. He explains to Sammy that it's because his back is so damn sore from carrying this company for so darn long. So um, Sammy forgives MJF. They have a nice big old hug and a little bit of a kiss. Aw, that's so cute. This, this bromance is out of control. 
We got Don Callis and Omega. They're cutting a promo on John Moxley backstage. Solid stuff. I mean, Don and Kenny, they're super serial right here. They're meaning business. Don Callis is not forgetting about the the hatchet size gash that was left in his forehead. So there's there's revenge to be had. We got Wardlow with Arn Anderson versus a guy named Logan. Cool. It's a squash match. You know how I feel about squash matches. I don't like them. Wardlow, I mean, dude, come on. Wardlow is a champion who's been around for a while. Why we still got to do these squash matches? Like, it's absolutely pointless. It does nothing. Like, even the crowd now, they're bored with it. They're not responding the same way that they did uh, to the Powerbomb Symphony the first few weeks that he was doing it. They burned that out really quickly. Wardlow calls out Christian and Luchasaurus. They come out. Christian says that the title shot is for Christian and not for Luchasaurus. So Christian's still up to his deeds, his his dastardly deeds, and I don't know what's going on with Luchasaurus. I don't know. I don't really see what's been keeping him around. I mean, probably money, but I mean, just the treatment that Christian has been treating Luchasaurus so badly for so long, it's only a matter of time before Luchasaurus comes back to his senses he's another one of those ones like i like his look and everything like he looks amazing his whole heel getup. but i think luchasaurus is a bonafide baby face man like the crowd loves this guy and uh i'm, I'm just kind of waiting for the turn to happen it should be soon we move on to briscoe they're on the briscoe farm daddy briscoe tells mark not to trust those idiots sanjay dutt and sing and all those guys Double J and Lethal call out FTR for a match at double or nothing for the tag team titles. Okie dokie. We got Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson for the 14th time this month. Ricky hits a spear and a Rochambeau for the W. Another solid match between the two rivals right here. Jay White runs down to beat up Ricky Starks a little bit. So they're probably going to move on with Jay White uh, and Ricky Starks. I mean, it's fine. It's good wrestling. It's just every single week it's kind of the same thing, but it's fine. MJF tries to pay off Jungle Boy like he did with Sammy Guevara backstage, but that's going to be a gnaw from Jungle Boy. He ain't going to take that bribe. We move on to the main event. It is a tag team match. Darby Allen and Jungle Boy versus Sammy Guevara and MJF. So, if Darby and Jungle Boy win this match, it will be a fatal four-way match for the AEW Heavyweight Championship at double or nothing. Sammy keeps using MJF's scarf to choke Darby whenever Brinsburg isn't looking. They totally get caught. I mean, like, Brinsburg turned around way too quick and he totally caught them. I'm not sure if that was supposed to happen, but it was funny. I liked it. I usually hate Brinsburg because he's the most erratic, noticeable referee of all time, but sometimes he's decent. Darby gets revenge and chokes them back with the scarf. Sammy and MJF go for a stereo dive, but MJF chickens out at the last second. That fucking classic hilarious stuff right there Guevara and MJF start arguing over who should get the pinfall MJF bitch slaps Sammy right out of their bromance I mean damn that was a slap and a half Jungle Boy and Darby take over coffin drop on Guevara and it's gonna be a four-way match baby for the AEW championship oh fuck yeah I mean we all saw that coming we knew it was gonna happen but it was entertaining on the way there and oh my god I'm so excited for this four-way match gonna be unbelievable and this tag team match was good it was good it was entertaining Brinsburg being ridiculous but it actually worked in this one so seven out of ten I thought it was good I love that trolling from Sammy and MGF 
Uh, that was that was fantastic. Thumbs up for that. MJF flipping out, screaming at the fans as the show ends. Obviously very upset. He's going to have to defend his title now in a four-way. It's going to be difficult. And that's the end of the show. I thought it was a solid Dynamite this week. Some solid wrestling. Decent storylines. A little bit of copy and paste stuff going on. I don't like what's... Like, if I see another fucking squash match with Wardlow, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, why are we doing this? I mean, ugh. Well, uh, six and a half out of ten for Dynamite this week. We'll move on to Rampage. I believe they're also still in Baltimore. We're starting off with a trios tag team match. It is the Lucha Bros and Viking Go versus QT Marshall, uh, Powerhouse, and Solo, Aaron Solo. We get an awesome top rope inward Rana from Viking Go. I mean, holy shit, dude. That was fantastic and, like, beautifully done. Thumbs up. We get a trifecta dive from the Luchadors. That was awesome. QT takes a Canadian Destroyer onto the apron. Like, good lord, dude. Lucha Bros with a stomp fear factor combo for the W right here. Really good opening match. I mean, I love these Luchadors. Love the love Viking Go. And QT, goddamn, dude. Like, he's been stepping up big lately. Like, he's getting in shape he's toning up he was a little house of fire out there very impressive performance from qt he's growing on me i mean i never disliked him he was just kind of existing but yeah it was a good performance out of him this week pretty good seven and a half out of that we got lexi interviewing chris jericho chris announces he cannot commentate tonight though his voice sounds completely fine so we are lacking some chris jericho on commentary this week this makes me sad we got Jade Cargill versus Gia Scott, a three-move squash match. Jade wins again. Thumbs down. We got Mark Briscoe versus Preston Vance. Mark sits Vance on a chair. He goes for a dive onto Vance. Vance moves out of the way, and Mark just, like, whacks his back onto the chair. Looks very painful. Mark turned inside out off of a huge lariat from Vance. Jade Driller from Mark, uh, honoring his brother, and he gets the W right here. Good match. I mean, Mark with some really rough-looking bumps in this match. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. We got the Briscoes celebrate with his family in the ring. Very nice. And we move on to the main event. Been pretty excited about this one. If you have not seen a Hardy Compound match before, do yourself a favor. Check them out. Especially check out the... I think it was Bray Wyatt versus Matt Hardy in WWE. They had a Compound match. Ah, the Chair of Wheels. Ah, the Mower of Lawns. All time. All time. All right, so it is Team Hardy versus Team Ethan Page at the Hardy Compound. Matt Hardy has the power to turn daytime to night. I mean, that's pretty fucking key. Great cameo here from the Hardy children trying to run Stokely Hathaway over with their little toy car. That was hilarious. Thumbs up for that. And then out of nowhere, there's this like loud moaning. It's like, Ah. Oh, it's Brother Zane, I think that's his name. He hits a huge swanton off of some really tall fucking thing. Pretty dope. Stokely, <laughs> inside the house, getting tortured by the Hardy kids. Takes a swanton from a, midi har- from a mini Hardy in the ring. Fucking awesome. Thumbs up for that. Paige is all alone now, and he gets destroyed by the Hardys. Eats a twist of fate. Swanton bomb. Team Hardy wins, and another stupidly entertaining Hardy compound match. I mean, Matt Hardy was the MVP. He's hilarious, going, delete, delete. Oh, actually, sorry, not the MVP, not Matt Hardy. I mean, the Hardy children, the Matt's children, his family, MVP out of them. Fantastic, really enjoyed this. Seven and a half out of ten, really entertaining, and a good rampage this week. Just um, 
cut out that squash match and yeah pretty good stuff seven out of ten and we will finish the show off well i guess we we still have our uh backlash predictions to do so um we'll finish off with smackdown do the backlash predictions and then we'll do the three stars of the week so smackdown is already here they are in san juan puerto rico baby and we kick off the show with this awesome drone footage uh this drone is flying through the outside of the arena it flies into the arena through the fans and stuff and comes out into the arena that was fucking awesome well done thumbs up for that electric crowd welcomes the lwo to the ring Rey Mysterio is super excited he is hyping up the crowd for selena's title match at backlash Judgment Day make their way to the ring. Dom rips up a fan shirt that Escobar gave him. That was hilarious. I'm pretty sure that was a planted fan, but I still liked it. Poor Dom, dude. Oh my god. He can barely be heard over the deafening boos that are raining down on him. Like, oh my god. I thought last week was bad. This is even louder. Like, it's out of control. Making me giggle. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Ray wants to fight his own son again, but Rhea Ripley steps in and she wants to slice a Rey Mysterio instead. Uh, best I can do, dog, is a mixed tag team match because uh, WWE does not condone uh, male-on-female violence. And it is accepted. Dom slaps his dad and then cheeses it. Another great response from the crowd right here for LWO and Judgment Day. Really good opening right here. Thumbs up for that. We move on to a tag team match. It is the OC versus the Viking Raiders. Valhalla interferes as she struggles mightily with her mask thing. It gets all caught up in her hair. It's just a struggle. Mia Yim takes her out. Magic Killer, the OC, pick up the W. Really solid tag team match. Um, I like the chemistry here. I'm not a big old fan of the OC. I think they're a little bit boring, honestly. But really like the Viking Raiders. I just... Um, the OC just seems to be like way outclassing them. I don't really like the way that... Um, they're booking the match. It really makes the OC look really, really powerful. Kind of makes the Viking Raiders look a little bit weak, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So far, pretty decent. Uh, two tournaments get announced. The winners of each tournament will face each other at Night of Champions for the Heavyweight Championship. So we're going to have a tournament on Raw, tournament on SmackDown. Winners of both face each other. There's your champion, all right? Bianca Belair, she is cutting a promo. If she successfully defends her title at Backlash, she will be the longest reigning women's champion in the modern era. Well, she said modern error, but um, I believe that was an error on her part. I think she meant era. Damage Control come out to talk trash to the champ and put a little beatdown on her until Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez come out for the save. We go backstage, the Usos and Solo Sokoa. Uh, Usos are really excited about Backlash and whatnot, and Solo's just fucking in his own world, taping up his thumb. He assures the Usos he will do his part, and they better do do theirs. Oh, ooh, ooh, interesting. We got the Street Profits versus Imperium. Dawkins on fire off of the hot tag, going fucking banana. Montez hits a frog splash for the W right here, and um, my boy, Vinci, was going all out in the... Three minutes that he might have had in this match. I think that that's probably pushing it. He maybe had a minute in there, but a couple nice dives out of him. I mean, poor Giovanni, man. So underrated. Uh, really solid, quick tag team match right here. We move on. Cody Rhodes cuts a fired-up promo on Brock Lesnar. Short but sweet. Well done. Good good stuff. Thumbs up. We got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Karrion Cross with Scarlett. Nakamura hits the Kinshasa for the W. 
pretty solid, toned down, strong style match. If these two like actually fought in New Japan or something, it'd probably be a really fucking good match. But WWE doesn't usually let people go all out with that kind of stuff, so it was fine. It was all right, better than I thought. We got Cameron Grimes, no longer with the big beard anymore. That kind of makes me upset. He arrives at SmackDown, and out comes Baron Corbin. Uh, He shows up. He's being a dickhead. Cameron challenges him to a match next week, and oh boy. Cameron Grimes in a program with Baron Corbin. That is the touch of death. So um, it's going to be rough sailing for Cameron Grimes. We'll see if he can get out of it with any sort of momentum. I mean, oh, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for Cameron. We'll see how it goes. We go to the main event now. It is the mixed tag team match. Rey Mysterio and Selena Vega versus Dom Mysterio and Rhea Ripley with Finn Balor. Dom goes for the three amigos. Rey catches Dom in a roll-up for the W right here. Really solid tag team match. Crowd was absolutely on fire for this one. And a pretty nice preview for Backlash. We got a little bit of um, uh, fighting between Selena and Rhea. And Selena looked like she had the upper hand, kind of catching Rhea off guard. So we'll see if that plays uh, any factor into their match at Backlash. And then the Judgment Day beat down Ray and out. Here comes the LWO and... It's Bad Bunny. Everyone goes fucking crazy. Bad Bunny clears the ring with a kendo stick, and the show ends. Um, Fucking awesome atmosphere in Puerto Rico, man. I wish WWE can travel to places more often like this, and I wish it wasn't like a once in a blue moon kind of thing because, oh, the atmosphere is so good. Uh, Really solid show, man. I thought they did a good job setting up Backlash much better than Raw. But I guess Raw had to do a lot of the draft stuff, so they didn't really have as much time. But regardless, it was a fun show. Well done, Puerto Rico crowd. You guys were fucking awesome. I can't wait to see how you guys do a backlash. Going to be even crazier. Okay, let's um, let's do the three stars first, and then we'll do the backlash predictions. Okay, so the three stars of the week. We're going to do a couple of shoutouts here before I get into the three stars. Uh, got a shout out MGF, Sammy Guevara versus Darby and Jungle Boy. That tag team match. Uh, really funny. I, I like the little bit of comedy there. I love the little bromance between MJF and Sammy Guevara. Though we all saw the four-way match coming, it was fun getting there. I thought they did a good job. And then this one's weird, dude. I have to give him a shout-out, but Scripps and Axiom. Fucking not bad, dude. Pretty good match. Scripps finally getting revealed to be Reggie, even though everybody knew that already. But, um... I mean, Scripps, Reggie, he's talented, he's got, he's very athletic, he can do a lot of cool flips and shit, he's just um, kind of in gimmick hell, and uh, we'll see if he can get out of it, Axiom might be able to bring out some really good matches with him, so we'll see how that goes. Now, for the official three stars of the week, third star goes to the Hardy Compound match on Rampage, I mean... Goddamn, if you are not laughing during one of these, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, Very entertaining match. Not the best compound match that I've seen, but still really good. Second star goes to the Lucha Bros in Vikingo versus QT, Hobbs, and Aaron Solo on Rampage. Again, kind of blown away a little bit from QT Marshall's performance. Very, very good from him. And of course, Lucha Bros, Vikingo, they're out of control doing crazy stuff all the time. Really good match right there. And the first star of the week goes to my boy J.D. McDonough versus Dragon Lee on NXT. The first contender for match of the year. That match was fucking excellent. I I mean, what a great send-off for J.D. McDonough. I mean, 
That's exactly how I'm going to remember J.D. McDonough for putting on matches like that on a consistent basis. Every match that that guy had was great in NXT. I am so sad that his NXT run is over before it really even got started. He didn't get any championships. I mean, I think they're blowing their load too early. I wish the best for J.D. McDonough up top. I hope he can get some sort of momentum up there. I mean... It's it's going to be tough for him, but he's so talented. I mean, I don't think this guy can get denied. Best match that I saw this week by far. It's a 9 out of 10. Fantastic match. Please go out of your way to check out JD McDonough and Dragon Lee on NXT this week. You will not be disappointed, I promise you. All right, let's do some predictions, baby. We got fucking backlash. It is today. I'm recording this at 2.30 Saturday afternoon, so before the show starts. So let's get this shit going. We got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar in a singles match. Uh, This is going to be tough. I'm going to have to go with Cody Rhodes on this one. Uh, Even though, I mean, it is Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar rarely, rarely does the job for people. But, um, I mean, fuck, dude. If Cody doesn't get... If he loses at WrestleMania and then he loses the backlash match against Brock Lesnar, what are we doing with Cody Rhodes, right? So I got to give Cody the win on this one. He's gots to win. Uh, we got Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. That's Solo, Jimmy, and Jay. Six-man tag team match for nothing. So no titles on the line or anything like that. So I'm going to go with the Bloodline on this one. If the titles were on the line, I would definitely be going Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn on this one. I have a funny suspicion that Matt Riddle is going to probably be the reason why this match goes to the Bloodline. And uh, definitely some crazy shit's going to go down. Maybe, maybe they pull the trigger at Backlash where the Usos are going to turn on Solo and Roman. I'm not sure if now is the time for that. I think they're still teasing and building up to it a little bit. But it should be a really good match. I would have really preferred just to have a rematch for the tag team titles. Though they already did that match on SmackDown. Would have been much better if they had it here. But alright, I'm going to go with the Bloodline on that one. Match three, you got Bianca Belair versus Io Sky with damage control. Uh, singles match for the WWE Raw's Women's Championship. Um, I love you, Io. I love you so much. I mean, I would be so happy if she won it. I just can't see it happening. I'm going to have to go with Bianca on this one. She will become the longest reigning women's champion in the modern era. And I think deservingly so. She's been kind of losing a little bit of steam lately, but she's been very, very consistent, cons- consistently putting on uh, very solid to good matches, and I'm expecting a pretty good match right here, man. I mean, Eosky can fucking go with anybody. I think she might be able to get the best match out of Bianca Belair, and that's that's saying a lot because Bianca has good matches under her belt. She's a very good wrestler herself, but Eo could bring out the best that we've seen out of Bianca, and I hope I hope we do. I hope we see a very good match right here. We got Seth freaking Rollins versus Almost. Oh my God, why are we doing this with MVP? Singles match, Seth freaking Rollins, not even not wasting any more time. Austin Theory versus Bobby Lashley versus Bronson Reed. Triple threat match for the WWE United States Championship. This, this could be a banger. This one here could potentially steal the show. Uh, I guess it all depends on what kind of mood Bobby Lashley's in. He's, he's a little bit similar to Brock Lesnar. Uh, definitely not as... Um, moody as Brock Lesnar is, but if Bobby's not feeling it, you're going to notice it in the ring, so I'm hoping he's going to bring it uh, tonight in that triple threat match. I mean, I want Bronson Reed to fucking look... I want Bronson Reed to look the best. I don't think he's going to win it. Fuck, this one's actually extremely tough for me to pick. I'm going to go Austin Theory here. I I wouldn't be surprised they put it on Bobby Lashley, maybe just to, to ease 
ease the pain a little bit. I don't think Bobby is a very happy customer right now in the company, so maybe they put the title on him, but uh, for the sake of Austin Theory, the guy needs that championship. If he doesn't have it, yeah, it's, it's going to be really tough to sell that guy. So I'm going to go with Austin Theory on this one, the triple threat, so there's going to be no rules there. Good chance Austin uh, pick, picks up a cheap win, something like that. Maybe someone comes out to help him. Going Austin Theory on this one. Got Rhea Ripley versus Selena Vega. Singles match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, I am so excited for you, Selena. This is your fucking moment. I know you're going to shine. You're going you're gonna to be great out there. You're not going to win, baby. But I, I would be, oh my God. I mean, for the moment, it would be amazing if Selena wins this. In her, in her home, I don't know if she's from Puerto Rico, but clearly she's with her people, and um, it would be an amazing moment, I mean, it would make her, I think she is, I think she would fucking run with that title and be amazing, but there's no fucking way they're taking that title off, the, off of Rhea Ripley right now, after all that shit that she went through, fucking so good with the Judgment Day, she's been fantastic with Dom, I'm sorry Selena, I hope you put on a fantastic match, I I have a lot of hopes for you, I think you're going to have a, this is going to be a very, very big moment here for Selena Vega, it's going to make her a main time player, I'm hoping, in the WWE, I can seriously see Selena Vega being the replacement or the next Sasha Banks in the WWE, I think she's an incredible talent, great on the mic, she's got confidence, and she just needs an opportunity, and here it is, so I hope she can take it and run with it, but I gotta go Rhea Ripley, and finally, we got Bad Bunny versus Damian Priest, San Juan Street Fight, baby, oh my god, um, oh boy, this one's tough, man, this one's tough, so... Bad Bunny is not a professional wrestler. He's definitely a professional wrestling fan. He is definitely one of the most um, talented, one of the better performers I've ever seen in terms of celebrities in the WWE. He was very impressive the last time we saw him. Uh, Way, 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 way better than I ever thought it was going to be. So uh, I don't think this is going to be a bad match whatsoever. I think it's going to be highly, highly entertaining. Who's going to win this one? That's going to be tough, man. I mean, Bad Bunny... You kind of have to give him the victory on this one. It is Damian Priest, so they don't really care that much for Damian, I don't feel. So I'm picking Bad Bunny on this one. There's going to be a ton of shenanigans. I'm expecting Ray and Dom and everybody to get involved with this. The one's going to be absolutely bananas. Should be a lot of fun. Going to go with Bad Bunny, but yeah, it's a, kind of a pick em, honestly. I don't really... It's, it's up in the air. So uh, that is my predictions for Backlash. Hopefully it's going to be a good show. Looks like it's, I don't know, man, like that Seth freaking Rollins was almost like, are you serious? Like, there's barely been any build to that. Like, they've barely interacted with each other. That's going to be a wet fart of a match. If Seth can get a 4 out of 10 or better, I will be shocked. I will be shocked. If you can do that, Seth, you are literally the greatest wrestler of all time. And that will be the show this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. If you're new here, welcome to the GX Plus cast. You are always welcome here. You can leave questions related to wrestling, video games, hockey. Ask any personal questions. You want to know more about me? Go ahead, man. Like It's it's all good. We're, I'm, a, I'm an open guy. So if you want to send any questions for the show, I'll answer them live for you as long as it's appropriate. And if you just want to keep it private, absolutely we can have a private conversation all good and if you want uh, some more content while you're waiting for monday's gx gamercast episode where i'm going to be taking a look at 
the Yakuza franchise for the first time. I played one for the first time, so I'm going to give you my first impressions on the Yakuza franchise. Sunday, I'm thinking Sunday will be the Backlash review, so be on the lookout for that review to be popping up uh, as soon as I get through it and, and write up everything, uh, write up the reviews. And if you want some more content, like I said, while you're waiting for more podcasts, you can go down to the link below, check out my YouTube channel. I'm playing Resident Evil Village over there right now, doing uh, uploads every other day, two on Saturday. So if you want to watch me get scared shitless from uh, a big, scary eight foot tall witch, you can go over there and enjoy yourself some of that. Let me know what you think. And um, fuck yeah, man, go out and enjoy the weekend, baby. It's the weekend. It's a beautiful sunny day right here. So I am going to go outside, get me some of that sunlight and um, just little uh, apologies just in case this episode might have been a little bit shaky. Uh, I said it earlier in this episode, had knee surgery this week. So I'm just recouping uh, a little bit sore, a little bit tired. So uh, maybe not my best performance this week, but I hope it's passable. Hope I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday and or Monday with the Backlash review, Yakuza series review. Wednesday, we'll be back again with the hockey cast. NHL playoffs going crazy. Toronto Maple Leafs still in there, baby. But for how much longer? I don't know. So thank you, everyone, so much again for listening. You're awesome. Have a great weekend. Enjoy backlash. Enjoy hockey. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. All right? Have fun. Be safe. Be good. Be good.